morning, hey, and welcome to Wednesday's episode of The Tribe Raising the Vibe with me, Tia. Now, I always promise you that I'll have external people on here that can advise us and give us some of their expert advice in areas where their skill set sits. And today I am so excited. We have Katie with us from Dolly Daydreams. I met Katie through Francesca Amber's book club. She's one of my BCBs. She's been really supportive. Um, I've been through quite a difficult time with mom and you know there's certain people that out of that collective group that have stepped forward and you kind of find your tribe a bit and Katie sits within our tribe for me so um, I was desperate to have her on she is taking her side hustle which is her Dolly Daydreams to full mainstream so she's just dropped um her main job, nine to five, is now part time and Dolly Daydreams is becoming very successful for her. And if you haven't checked it out, I'll make sure that all of her social handles are left in the show notes. But um, I can't wait for us to speak to Katie and to dip into to her knowledge about crystals and for her to give us some advice. So hi, Katie, you there? Hello, my love. I am here. <laughs> How are you? I'm very well. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you, my darling. I'm good, thank you. So before we move on, is there anything in my intro that I miss where you think, oh, she didn't she didn't say that. Is there anything that you need to let us know about you? <laughs> no, no, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. That's what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> so let's jump straight in. Where did the love of crystals start for you? Oh, forever, really. As far as I can remember, I've always loved crystals. I've been a collector of I was one of those kids who always just picked things up off the ground. So I would have a collection of stones and shells and feathers and, and that type of thing. And um, as a child, we used to holiday in Scotland and there was a little gem shop that we used to go to. And I remember buying pieces from there. But I, I think, to be honest, a real turning point was when I was maybe six or seven and my godmother gifted me a wand. And uh, oh, it was the most magical, wonderful, beautiful thing that, I, that I'd ever seen. And it was never a toy to me. It was always something to be used as a ritual and kind of that was the start of spell casting and really just the, the idea of physical and non-physical energies being connected. And I think because as a child, you don't question things in the way that adults do. Um, yeah. It would be, I think it was just an introduction through that into crystals and, and because I could feel the energy of the crystals and, and the stones you don't question it as a child you just accept that that's what's that's the way it is that's how you feel when you told a certain piece and it was this of course was long before manifestation and intention setting and anything like that was mentioned it was just just a wish you would just make a wish as a child and yeah. you know over the years my collection grew with the crystals and um, <laughs> it kind of got a little bit out of hand at points. <laughs> um, along with, with the crystals, like I say, there would, would be other things in there um, to help me grow on my journey. And then fast forward to, to lockdown and I discovered the wonderful world of Instagram shopping and crystal live sales. And uh, that's when it, the kind of it dawned on me that it was an area that, uh, one, I was very passionate about. I felt like I had knowledge I could bring and had a good offering for other people and just something that I was really called to do. I like the idea of being able to introduce people to the crystals, how they would um, benefit, you know, how they could really improve their, their life. Not even if it was a, a huge issue they were dealing with, but, but just generally as well. So uh, Dolly Daydreams was born from that, really. <laughs> So and it is a beautiful it's a beautiful it's a beautiful page like honestly guys you need to check out her page it's a lovely it's a beautiful page oh, um, it is it's lovely but i just also like i really am drawn to crystals and it's funny like what you say about the energy of crystals because i'm quite new to this but there are certain crystals where you can really feel how powerful oh, absolutely. they are. Yeah. And I mean, science has, has proven that everything has an energy. Everything's got a vibration and humans have got a very unstable energy and crystals have a very, very stable frequency. So what we're trying to do when we're working with the crystals is cre create an energy exchange where we're, we're tapping into the energy of the stones. And 
you know, either dispelling something that, that we don't want, anything negative in the body, or just attracting and receiving energies that are positive from within the stone. So it's, it's, it can take a bit of practice, but I, it definitely when people say to me when they're, they're drawn to different stones, and, and I say to them, you don't have to know the properties. They'll say, oh, what does this do? What will this do? And it's not always about that. And I would encourage people just to, to always just go with what they're attracted to. And that can bring benefits, you know, that they, they didn't even know that they knew, really. Yeah. And I suppose, actually, thinking about that, that's like drawn by frequency, isn't it? Because there's been times yeah. where I've gone into shops and, and believe me, I am far from any crystal expert. Like, I'm just starting to dip my toe into all of this. Um, but there's been times where I've gone to crystal shops and I thought, oh, God, I've got to have that crystal. And I suppose maybe that's my frequency needs that. Yeah, energy. And as well, often when, when people will be drawn to a certain stone and they'll, without knowing the properties and they'll, they'll find out and it'll be, oh, actually, that is what I've, I've needed. And especially when people are new to crystals and they'll, they'll come to me and they'll say, oh, how do you know what to choose? How will I know what to need? And it's, I think it's the, the stone will choose you as well. And I often liken it to, um, you've, you've probably heard me say this before, Tia, about how if people have a... Um, uh, a food uh what's the word my mind's gone blank intolerance no um deficiency so that's a yes word. so if somebody has a, a food deficiency that um their body's craving or if you if you're pregnant and you'll um be, be really craving a certain food and it'll be at a time within um the pregnancy that your body will need it maybe it's a time when the baby's drawn on calcium reserves and you're craving milk or i believe that's very similar with with the crystals that your body will show you what you need it'll be the energy picking up and um, you're picking up the energy from the crystal and that's something that you can really benefit from it's just so clever um i just love the feeling now like around my crystals like i don't know you're probably going to think i'm a bit mad but um i've named my crystals no i don't think that's mad at all <laughs> I, I talk to them like they're real people i'm like hi gracie how are you oh that's my <laughs> Like, who the hell are you talking to them, like the crystals yeah <laughs> oh, um, so i have um just looking up on my mantle here i have a, a lipidolite skull that i've named cynthia and <laughs> why but cynthia just listed looking down on me there uh, yeah that's fine <laughs> i love it i love it so when you say um like rituals and stuff yes so how do you use crystals like because i use crystals to to meditate but I don't really use crystals in rituals like take us through that what does that look like oh well I, I use crystals in various ways so I'll have them like like yourself in meditation I'll use them throughout my home um in some feng shui practices for creating um grids in my home I'll have crystal baths so when I say ritual it doesn't have to be I think sometimes when people when you use that word you can imagine a you know spell casting and there's chanting and there's rooms full of candles and there's <laughs> some sort of like like weird stuff going on it's it, it, I guess it can be like that but but not always so it can be I'd maybe in the past I've done cord cutting rituals and that can be when I've used crystals such as malachite which is really good for for severing ties and that can be either from from a person from an experience just from something that's in your mind that you just can't let go of that's really holding you back so I could use the uh, crystals along with candles to make a, a ritual to to let go is and it will be kind of ceremonious but I believe very much that there's guidelines and there's I mean these days there's all sorts of information within books and internet and and all that type of thing but I very much follow my own intuition within that and do what I feels right and use um, the stones. So I would um, set the intention. So that would be um, speaking the words aloud as well as visualizing with my mind. The, in this instance, it would be severing a particular tie and mm -hmm. um, using the crystals as part of that ritual just to enhance the intention of, of that tie being severed. Yeah. So that, that would be one example of it. Yeah. And when you say like, um, because there is, there is such a wealth of information out there now. There is loads of books. You can get YouTube videos. It, it's like crazy the amount of information that's going on out there. But how have you, how, because you did this, you got into this when you were a child and you've been led by, by feeling. How, how, how do you know, does this all just come to you intuitively or have you had to research? Like, how, how, what does that look like in terms of gaining this knowledge of 
that you've got about all these different crystals? Yeah, well, to start with, as you say, it's just been through intuition and just, I mean, I would make up little chants and um, of, of like sometimes write down my intentions and place those. I would, when I was allowed to, to use fire within um, a little ritual, I would love to burn <laughs> in a cauldron. Um, obviously always done safely <laughs> these days. But, yeah, don't try this at home. Yeah, there's there's some great sources of information, um, books and on the internet, but there's also some um, really mixed points of view. And as well, remember, everyone who's putting this forward is putting their own spin on it as well, which is why I say I can take, I do take guidance from um, things I've, I've read and there's some sources that I would go to, to, to reference. But it really is just something that I feel I can naturally do what I feel is right within that. Um, rather than follow a very strict um, rules and, and set. But I, I do get guidance from, from various places and there are some really good sources out there. What um, are your favourite sources, Katie? Um, I like, it sounds like really old school now to go to YouTube, but uh, I've got, um, I can give you some links that you could add in if you want. At the end, I'll send you some links of um, various various uh, sources that I use there not oh, I think I think now a lot of people um especially like the kind of younger generation go to TikTok for things yeah. and <laughs> I probably wouldn't recommend that that so much because it's certainly for, for crystal information as well there's um a lot of misinformation there and just just blatant made up stories of things <laughs> you know I, I think it's a bit like that about manifestation now isn't it like TikTok's taking on its whole uh this whole platform where some people they're they're not knowledgeable enough yet to be sharing that information it's yeah. I, I don't know and I think the younger generation quicker quick appreciation they've got quick gratification culture so they want everything to come to them very quickly and um their experiences aren't it are sometimes just their experiences it's not necessarily that comes from that knowledge and that working with them yeah, for a long time you know back it up and it, i mean you're right when you say it is all just to do with personal experience as well um, so it is like I'm not saying people shouldn't put that into it, but I mean, for example, the whole Moldavite trend on TikTok as well. I, mean, oh, I was going to speak to you about Moldavite. I've got Moldavite written down because I was like, like, I need to ask her about Moldavite. I need to ask her about Moldavite. Love Moldavite. You, yeah, because you sourced me Moldavite. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it's, um, I love my Moldavite. I must admit, like the energy that comes off that bitch, it's crazy. Um, and everyone's quite scared about Moldavite, but like, tell us your experience, your experiences of, of Moldavite. Like, what's it for? Take take a listener through. Like, what is Moldavite for? How would they use Moldavite? Just just give us some insight. Well, Moldavite, as you say, a lot of people are scared of it, and the amount of people who've messaged me saying that, oh, I really want Moldavite, but I'm scared. I'm scared. It's, it is a very, very powerful stone. It's actually a tektite, so it's a, it's a natural glass. It was, for those of you who don't know, it was formed when a, a meteor hit the earth around 20 million years ago. The, the debris from that was um, pushed up into the air and the Moldavite was formed. So it's classed as extraterrestrial because when it's being analyzed, there's compounds in it that aren't found on earth. So, which is why a lot of people believe because of the extraterrestrial um, connection with it you can use for or oh, astral travel all sorts of oh wow crazy yeah it's, it's I particularly like it within dream work although I, I find it quite strong so what a lot of people find with Moldavite when they'll hold it for the first time they'll get what is called the Moldavite flush and that is just as it sounds you'll feel a heat throughout your body right up to the top of your head your, your cheeks will flush up you'll, you'll feel a heat or you'll often feel lightheaded um a little bit dizzy i've personally felt this like a number of times and, and had to have a lie down it's it's really a it's a sort of energy that's so intense it's all it hits you um so yeah. powerfully i've found um again i've also had people um experience other moldavite and they'll say oh i just i felt a little bit funny or equally i haven't felt anything at all there is a lot of fake moldavite about um mm like a huge amount it's um but the with it being so rare it's just you know asking for people to to fake it unfortunately and because it sells um for quite high amounts 
anyway. It's unfortunately one of the targeted crystals that does get faked a lot. But it's a stone of transformation. So it's a stone of um, bringing forth. I feel it's not going to bring in anything that wouldn't happen naturally along the path, but I feel like it would accelerate that transformation. Yeah. Anything that's been you've been thinking about for a while, it's going to bring to the surface. And I think that's why a lot of people will say, oh, you know, I got my Moldavite and the next day I decided to quit my job or I split up with my partner or quite like big transforming life events are, are linked to, to that. And I do think that that is the case. I honestly do think that it can do that, especially if you uh, spend the time working with the Moldavite as well. This, this is another thing. I know a lot of people say to me, oh, I've got whatever crystal and nothing's happened. And I'll say, oh, well, have you connected with the crystal? Have you, what have you been doing? And they'll say, oh, well, no, I, I, I bought it and I put it on my dressing table and, and they haven't even held it or spent time. So I think the more you, I think it's very important to connect with your stone, to get to know each other's vibration, to really connect with, with that energy. And Moldavite's a great example of when somebody does put the time in with it and use it not even through meditation, just carrying the stone around with them. Um, I know you and I both have ours um, in little cages on necklaces. Mm -hmm. And I'll um, actually something really interesting that I've um, that I've noticed with mine. When I sorry, I'm going off on a, a tangent. No, no, go, go for it. And I wonder if you'll notice this now. You you started um, with your various healing sessions and things. When I've been, um, I don't offer kind of counselling, or I'm not a trained counsellor or anything like that. But when I found myself in conversation with someone and I've been offering guidance and and helping mm. um with the crystal healing side of it it really really heats up um the actual cage that the moldavite's in and I get it out and it's really hot so check oh. yours after doing that but the actual cage itself is, is heated up and you can you can feel it the heat radiating from it so um oh, I don't oh, know that's the the moldavite and like kind of protecting me from um yeah. you know or or if it's something else that's just it something that I thought of there as I was, <laughs> was chatting on. As we was chatting. So when you say connecting with the crystal, lots of people don't connect with the crystal. Like when I have, when I get my crystals, I tend to cleanse my crystals before I do any work yes. with them. And then um, I will always sit and meditate with my crystals for quite sometime um I, because when i say that i name my crystals because i've also named the moldavite but when i say that i name the crystals i normally get their name through meditation so yeah. i ask them for their name i i want their name whether you know uh, uh, so the names aren't something that i randomly pick up they're just something that comes to me during meditation and i kind of take it that that they are telling me yeah. what their name is um and then as you say like you sit and you play with them and everything else but is there anything is that is that what you mean in terms of connecting with your, your crystals kind of thing it is yes it's it's just to do with exchanging the energy so i think you're really right that when you get a new crystal it's really good to um cleanse it we can talk a little bit about cleansing and, and charging stuff if, if you like in a minute yes please um, it doesn't have to be I mean I personally love meditation but I know a lot of people struggle with it and mm -hmm. they feel a pressure like to to do it correctly and you should they have trouble um letting the thoughts um pushing them away and you know acknowledging them and letting them go so what I say to people is if you, you get a new crystal and you can just hold it just some like you know have a look at it spend some time you can it can benefit from hearing your voice from that energy it can be you could be sitting watching tv you could be sitting reading a book and just hold on to that crystal to let it into your, your field of energy so you really are physical touch is very important i feel i don't you don't have to be sitting kind of in deep meditation chanting and or, or doing anything like that i believe it's just if the crystal's in your energy field and you're touching it and you're it's you're thinking whatever intention you're wanting the stone to to do i find as well people will say to me often oh i've got whatever stone and somebody said it's good for this but somebody else said it's good for this other property and there can be a little bit of confusion as if um people will struggle to believe the amount of benefits and the amount of properties that this yeah. are meant to have and you know it, it's that's ever evolving i think and just because one stone does something for you, it may be different for someone else. I mean, I'm a huge, huge fan of um, Silver Sheen Obsidian. I find that the most calming stone that's always my go-to when I'm feeling stressed and I need just to be able to, to relax and let go. 
but that's like a, a really heavy protection stone and someone else might try that and just think oh well, well you know I, I don't I just feel a bit sleepy with it I don't feel as Katie's described kind of the the negative energy draining away so I think as everybody's energy field is very different so within the crystals you've got to find that energy that you connect with with the stone so i don't believe there is a wrong stone for anyone i believe that the the stones will come into people's lives when they need them but it might be that they're just sitting there waiting for the right time to to be connected or you're going to need to, to draw on that particular property um, yeah it, it's not necessarily or it could be that you've you've got that uh, particular crystal to to pass on to someone else as well it could be a way of coming to you so you can gift it on to somebody that's um needing that like greatly and, and they'll connect with it and it'll be their stone it's so funny that you say that because there's been times where i've had a stone or i've bought stones and i've bought it with the intention for myself yeah. and then when i've got the bloody stone home i'm like i've got to give that that there was this particular stone that i was like i've got to give that to my brother-in-law yeah and i've been dying for this stone for <laughs> ages and i get it and i was like well this stone isn't supposed to be for me yeah. um and, and you did... know as well don't you when that happens and it's, yes yeah i've i've had this a few times um one time in particular that comes to mind i had bought an absolutely gorgeous amethyst flower it was beautiful and and I bought that and, and two other pieces. And when it arrived, um, I, I showed the children the other two pieces that came. But I, for some reason, I, I didn't show them this amethyst. And then I'd got it out and I was like, and I just knew that she wasn't for me. And that night, um, I had a, a very, very intense lucid dream about my friend's brother who's passed. And within the dream, he'd let me know that it was for her. And um, wow. and when I woke up, I kind of, to, to be very honest, I thought for a few minutes, uh, does it have to be this amethyst? <laughs> Another piece of amethyst, and it was like, no, this is definitely for her. It's it's, you know, it's always meant to be. And uh, but you just like you say, you know, when it's no matter how beautiful it is, and you appreciate it, sometimes it's just the means to get to another person and the benefit that they'll receive from that as well. I think is just amplified. Yeah, it's greater, isn't it? Well, yeah, absolutely. Especially when it's something that when we both wanted it ourselves. <laughs> it means yeah. so much more. <laughs> it, can be, it can be really hard to give um to give away. I find that still even um, within the shop as well, when obviously when people are making their purchases and I'm packing the orders and I'll and I genuinely love each piece that I get. That's why I, I hand select every piece and and I choose them with love. And sometimes I'm packing things away, or I'll have them on the table ready for a sale, and I think, oh, can I bear to part with you? I don't really want to. <laughs> <laughs> so talk us through cleansing stones. How do you cleanse your stones? Okay, so with cleansing, there's loads of ways you can do it. Um, I don't believe that there's a wrong or a right. It's just whatever suits you. Uh, so yeah. the reason why we'll cleanse is, so as well as the crystal, and sorry, I keep saying, some, I use the words interchangeably when I say crystal stone, it's, we know what we're talking about the same thing. Yeah. So as well as emitting a vibration, the crystals are absorbing the energies as well. Like we've said, particularly I've just mentioned using the obsidian to absorb negative energies that are coming from me. So we want to clean them or cleanse them of any of those energies that they're holding. Um, so you would use, you would start cleansing with, if you've received a new piece, if you've been using them for a healing session, um, if the crystal's been, you know, in a, an open space where it's been, um, available for other people's energies mixing with it as well um, and it just I think it's it's nice to do if you're ready to, to set a new intention what you're going to ask that crystal to do for you it's yeah. nice to kind of start to start afresh so it can be as simple as using tap water um, some crystals have this little disclaimer that some crystals aren't water safe so the okay. general rule of that is if it ends in it so crystals are, are graded by geolo geologists with a oh. Of, of hardness so yeah. generally I'd say if it's less than a six um it's not water safe or the name of it ends in eight then it's not going to be water safe so um loads of information you know if, if you're unsure just um yeah just google and, and check what that is it's usually the softer crystals like um you know celestite if you've got like a nice cluster that's going to um not do well with water um selenite as well will um they do start to dissolve if they get wet, so not good. But for the others, so tap water, 
but bearing in mind that there's depending on where you live in the world there's a lot of impurities in that so mm. i would prefer rainwater um or what we would call moon water so that would be a collection of rainwater that's been left out under a full moon to charge um, yeah. so it's just got the energy of that moon so you could just um have in the water or rinse with the water for a little while we can use sunlight to cleanse again a little disclaimer that some of the crystals will fade um if they're left for too long in the sunlight but you know a couple of hours this is not going to do any harm um i think most people are familiar with using the moonlight so especially full moon energy um we, we can use the the moon's energies right through all phases but certainly a full moon has got the the strongest energy there um some people like to use brown rice or himalayan salt oh really um, yeah yeah that's um a practice in lots of countries um especially the um, Himalayan salt because it's connected to the earth so it's like energy as well again though with them um, soil actually using the earth and I've done this quite a few times when I've actually buried the crystals um in the garden that's um a, a really good good way to cleanse um oh, okay so obviously you've got to put a marker so you know where <laughs> Wait, where's the x where's my treasure gone yeah, where did but, i put it uh, or, or in, i mean in soil in a plant pot as well would be good but I, I personally like really like to get it into the earth and just you know i've sometimes even left them there for a couple of days and i feel like okay. when they come out they're they're, they're really um cleansed and, and kind of reconnected with the earth where they've come from really because remember all these these stones have come from deep within the earth yeah so, that oh, effort. I know what I'll be doing later. Darren's going to be like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Katie said, I need to <laughs> put them in the <laughs> earth. <laughs> I think I'm crazy in the garden, some of the things. Uh, <laughs> um, sound frequency is another one. I know you've got a lovely singing bowl as well. Um, oh. the sound frequency, bells, music. Um, sorry, I'm going on with there really is. No, you're not. You're oh. not. It's so interesting. I think there's so... I love crystals and um, <clears throat> I love the energy of the crystals. And as you referred earlier on where I'm now going out and I'm seeing people, um, yeah. I take certain crystals with me. There are some crystals that tell me that they have to come with me. Yeah. Um, I don't know why they, 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 I, they just, they've got to come. Yeah. Um, and I absolutely love them, but I get quite, because it, they're all new and, and I'm learning so many different things at, at one time like jack of all trades bloody master of none but um i i worry about keeping my crystals pure for my energy so the amount of people that are going to be listening to this that are fascinated that love crystals but actually don't have the knowledge it's amazing for us to hear lots of different techniques because some people you know the earth one for me but yeah. like that really, I love, I love that because I'm, I'm already doing full moon ceremonies, doing new moon ceremonies. I love being outside. I'm, yeah. I'm an earth sign anyway. So I think that probably why that resonates. But somebody has to think, oh, I don't want to bloody dig a hole up in my garden. And they'll stick it in. A like we were speaking about ritual before, that could, that's what I would describe as a little ritual by burying the crystals within, within the earth. And I would maybe, um, you know, could light a candle and, and, and do that with, with the intention. That's when I mean, when I say it doesn't have to be some sort of whole weird ceremony, but I would still class that as a lit little ritual by, by burying oh. them. And again, unearthing them as well um, and, and bringing them back to me. Um, oh, Katie, this is the next level exciting for me now. <laughs> <laughs> But do um if you're carrying the crystals with you when you you go into to different places, it's just um take some selenite with you. Okay. Keep a little bit of selenite in the bag. Um, I know I use this little selenite dishes quite a lot for I most days wear crystal rings, and when I take them off, I'll pop them in a little selenite dish, and that just gives them gives them a little cleanse as well. And okay. Quite often, so selenite's probably you can use selenite to cleanse your body as well when you. Um, when you come in, if you've, you've been out all day and you come in and you just feel like you've been mixing with some different energies and you know what it's like sometimes you've talked to somebody who's a bit negative or somebody's yeah. had, a, had a hard time and you you know you've tried to help them you can feel a little bit a little bit drained you can just yeah um pass a little selenite wand or just a little little raw piece around starting at your head and, and continuing it around your body and that'll just help to cleanse of those those energies and the same with smoke cleansing as well i mean incense sticks are really um really cheap to get um some beautiful smells and smoke cleansing can be a great way as well that's quite enjoyable i use that a lot um, yeah i do i'm bloody saging all the bloody saging all the time i am like everyone comes in the house and like, oh she's at it again because <laughs> because we're going into so many different energies it's yeah. so it's like you yeah. just want to keep yourself quite um 
yeah you want to keep your energy quite clean don't you that's right and i think again with, with frequency of this some people I've, I've read a lot where people say every month you should do this or every full moon and I, I don't really personally i don't subscribe to that i feel like um well one it would be completely impractical with the size of my collection because <laughs> I, <was gonna> <laughs> I, yeah. I do do it every full moon but my collection in comparison <laughs> to yours i should imagine pales but I, having said that though it's I, I do do it with the stones that i'm working with so i've got a large collection but some of them are just um on display cabinets some of them are just the waiting patient to you know for me to to use them again so the ones that i am working with i, I do like to to use that but i think it's just it can be any time it's just when you feel like i say if you've been out and about and somebody's you know you, you just know yourself if you feel like you kind of you get in and you want to have a shower and wash the day off well that's just yeah. the same um but going on um, from the cleansing, I know there's a little bit of confusion confusion with the, the word charging as well. Yes, talk us through that. Well, again, I don't believe there's wrong or right. This is just my personal practice. So when mm -hmm. I talk about charging um, my stones, I mean I'm charging with intention. I'm not talking about charging like a phone. Um, yeah. I believe the crystals have always got, got power. And if you're cleansing them, then that's, that's you know and that's enough to put the energy back in them so i'm talking about charging with intention mm -hmm. um, so you know some people don't believe that it's necessary some people would call it um like recharging programming um activating as well so yeah all those terms uh, intention setting are kind of mean the same thing as far as i would associate them to so the way i like to do that uh, is charging them is by using the elements um so fire air water earth so i would want to charge i would have the crystal and i would think about what i'm wanting that crystal to do for me mm -hmm. so for example if i'm if i've got some carnelian and i'm thinking i want to bring some passion into my life i want to have the the quick changing um energy i want some warmth and some some really um passion and vitality within a relationship I would use the fire element to charge with my intention. So I would either, I'm really lucky here that I've got a beautiful open fire. So I don't mean, yeah. I would never put the crystal like in the fire, but I would put it next to the fire and I would sit and I would um, use, put the intention into the crystal of using that. So I would use that either an open fire, wonderful if you can be outside and you have a, you know, a campfire and stuff. Again, getting back to a ritual that that would be classed as. Um, yeah. And candle as well. I would just pass it through the candle three times um, and that would be charging with the intention of bringing passion and using that that stone. And again, this can just be a tiny little tumble stone. This doesn't have to be, um, you know, like a big, a big free, free form piece or a big sphere or anything like that. But they, you can use, so, you know, some of my most powerful, what I would class as most powerful crystals are very small. Mm. Um, so it doesn't have to be something huge. So I would use fire I, if I was looking for um, an easy transition through maybe a difficult relationship. I would use water um, to charge with the intention of that. Um, what stone would you use for that, Katie? Um, well, going back to the making sure the water's safe, so nothing ending in a night. So most recently I've used it with rose quartz. So mm -hmm. it's just to aid it. In, in this instance, it was to aid a, um, a transition through a romantic experience so rose quartz mm -hmm. is of course a stone of love um, yeah. I do that um, I've used uh, quite often with aquamarine as well um, that's got a great water element as well and that's going to bring water's going to bring love and, and balance and it's really good energy used for spiritual development as well so that can be incorporated um, so yeah I like to use the elements I like to use nature I do love a full moon <laughs> so I <laughs> Um, still with, with the the full moon can be great for um emotional he emotional healing and balance so depending on the phase of the moon as well like i say you can use the moon right throughout the phases it doesn't have to be just on the full moon you can work mm -hmm. with your crystals in the moon um so that's just maybe it's like a, a little different spin for for charging as well when i it's not i think because we most often reference the full moon with cleansing and charging people yeah. I think people automatically just assume that it's, you know, like plugging the crystal into the mains and charging it up. But there is lots of ways and, and to look at it a little bit differently about intention. I was just about to say that's really different when you're looking at it with an intention, isn't it? Yeah. When you're saying it's, as you said, when it's like 
coding or, or programming yes. your crystal so that it works for you for a specific intention yeah. with your energy. And I must admit, when I got the Moldavite, um, I did a lot of research around the Moldavite before I got it. And then obviously you sourced it for me. But um, it when I got that, I sat with that for a long time and, you know, said to it the things that I wanted it to do, said to the things that I wanted it to, for it to protect me from and to help me and guide me, me through. Um, and I must admit, it has. Like, I've gone from naught to 100. I, I can't tell you the amount of things that are going on. Um, and that's, and I don't feel that's, that those things wouldn't have come. I just feel like they've brought those... It, it, He's helped me bring that stuff to me. Yeah, accelerated quicker. It. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think um, that using the spoken word is very powerful. And sometimes when I mention that to people, they'll, they'll kind of giggle a bit and say, I'm not speaking to my crystal, I'm not alone. And I say, well, you don't, you know, you don't have to. You can do it just quiet. Just You, you can just, um, you, you don't have to do that. But if you, if you do feel like you can, maybe when you're sitting alone and there's no one around, and it's it's not just the words you use; it's the vibration of the words and mm. vibration. One, it's the sound energy, but it's also the feeling behind the words. So it's the feeling, not the actual word. It's the intention that you put onto those words. So I, it's it's very important, and I think that can saying something aloud can mean so much more than just thinking it in your head. It kind of makes it real, I think. A hundred percent, and I'm so glad you said that because. From when I joined the book club, I joined in the January when we were doing the magic. Yeah. And we had to choose our stone, you know, our gratitude rock. Yes. Well, I actually chose a piece of clear quartz and she's called Gracie and she sits yeah. by my bedside every night. Yeah. And I tell you what, I really haven't missed a night of saying thank you to that or, or maybe one or two evenings where I've come back drunk from an outing <laughs> and have forgotten to give my Gracie some love. Yeah. Um, and the, the, the vibration of her when I hold her in my hand is bloody insane yeah it is so I can literally feel like I actually feel like there are sometimes if I'm having a really shit day and I just go up and hold her she lifts my vibe so high it's unbelievable yeah and it's quite hard to somebody who's never experienced that when you I completely understand what you mean I, I get that absolutely but when someone hasn't experienced that and you try to explain to them it's very hard and it's you want them to experience that themselves and, and to have that kind of connection and um, release of, of that type of pressure. And it's um, mm. it's quite uh, interesting when somebody's been a bit sceptical and then they do have an experience like that and they do connect with the stone. And then I love it when people come back to me, give me feedback and say, oh, because sometimes, you know, people will get in touch and they'll say, oh, um, you know, I like like whatever this um, amethyst cluster. You know, I don't believe in any of that stuff, but I just want something shiny that'll look nice. And then they'll come yeah. back and be like, "Oh, well, you know, I didn't believe you, but I can't help but but hold it. I'm, I just like to sit and and they really have benefit benefit from it. And it's so lovely to to hear from people who've been really skeptical about it, which I can completely understand. But that they have formed that connection, even though they had that skepticism. Yeah, it is. And I suppose that's 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 the nice part of people that we get to see and meet, isn't it? You know, when when yeah. you're hearing when you hear those things back. And I think you're right, definitely from skeptic skeptics more than anything else. Like I did a aura cleanse for my sister yeah. and she is a skeptic. And um so I said to her, Did you see anything? Do you did you see anything? Because when I meditate, I see quite a lot. Yeah. Like, did you see anything? Did you see anything? And she was like, That you are not gonna believe it. I was like, What? She said, I saw an angel, she said, and all of a sudden it shot up and like left its wings behind. She said, and then I was just somewhere, like it was completely white where I was and there was white cups with gold rims. And I was like, oh my God, I've taken you to the angel realm. Yeah. <laughs> I was so freaking excited. Yeah. And she was like, it's really weirded me out. She's like, because nothing's ever happened to me like that before. And she's still a bit skeptical, you know, and I'm like, well, you definitely went, somewhere whether you yeah. whether you want to give it a title or anything else but those are the experiences that make I think me buzz yes, more than anything else yeah you, you, I definitely understand that as well and I think probably what's happened there with your sister is, as well as when people have these experiences 
and they accept them and then afterwards they, they try to make logic you know logically think them through and think well did I then they question what they've seen and what they've felt and because if sometimes it can be a little bit scary as well when you have a new yeah. spiritual experience like that and people try to rationalize it and and start to doubt themselves and it maybe takes it a little bit more to be able to let go and accept what you've seen what you felt those sorts of energies without fear of thinking oh am I going a little bit crazy here or a judgment as well because that's a, a huge thing obviously you, it takes quite a lot of confidence to admit when to have the confidence to be able to say well yeah actually I, I can feel this this vibration I can feel this I can see this I sense this and there, there's always going to be people who who would laugh and who don't understand and aren't willing to, to open their mind and I don't believe it's our job to convince them we can offer mm -hmm. them you know to, to learn and and be welcomed into that and now, when people are skeptical with me and say things, I'll just go, oh, well, you know, OK, that's that's how you feel about it at the moment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait till you need one of my yeah. <laughs> A huge awakening happening. Things are changing. I mean, it's already becoming so much more mainstream and accepted about the crystals. I mean, if you look at even shows like this morning, they have a regular um, Emily. Yes. Fantastic. They have a regular spot for, for her with in, in introducing to mainstream. Um, so it's so much more, certainly within the, the past few years, becoming accepted and, and people are a little bit more open to it as well. And I think, you know, that there's a lot more in life that we don't understand than we do and things that people take for granted. And, you know, we, like the Internet and Wi-Fi is invisible, but we know that it's there. So yeah science has proven so much so i struggle to think why people find it hard to believe that these crystals kind of have an energy that we can tap into there's a lot stranger things that we that we believe <laughs> yeah I, I completely completely agree with you um it, it is it's i don't know it it's like if we're told like that thing about wi-fi you're so right we're told that it's there because we're told by engineers, we're told by people that are connecting to it and everything else, yet we can't see it and mm. we'll just believe them and take their word for it. Yeah. And it is so the same for <laughs> crystals that come from the earth, they carry elements, they carry, as you say, frequencies. And I, I don't know, would it be if it was somebody like, oh, who discovered Microsoft? What's his name? Um, Bill. Bill Gates. Oh, but yes, so if he stood up and said, oh, I've got this and it charged my computer today and it was a bit of, a bit of amethyst, everyone would all of a sudden believe. Do you see what I mean? Well, crystals are, and... there's, there's, the crystals are in mobile phones. They're, they're used in um, major, major medical devices, all MRI scanners, lasers, the applications that, that the quartz crystal has in, you know, even from, I think, watches was, was originally used, but in so many things that people don't realise as well. So, you know... <laughs> You can kind it. of direct them to those those points. Yeah, and it's but it's, it's just um, it is. We are so funny as a as a, a human humanoid, aren't we? That everything's got to be quite proven. I think I think you you either sit in that side or or you're like us and 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 you don't and you're quite open to most things. You know, more or less anything kind of goes. Yeah, and I think going back to when I was talking at the beginning about how I was first introduced to crystals and kind of the world of, of spells and, and, you know, mysticism and everything like that, I, I love the, the innocence of that. And I don't think I've really, I've really lost that in a way of not needing or wanting to understand how something can, can do something for me in, in terms of the crystals. I accept that they, they will and they do, and, and that's how I find them. And I'm happy to, to go with that. I don't mm. need any more than that um you know obviously we're, we're those of us who are into the, the law of attraction it's um often referenced as well it's not uh now what's the phrase um it's, you don't need to see to believe believe and then you will see yes yes it's, yeah and so, just letting go and letting down that guard and just leaving yourself open to the possibility of of things that can happen and that can be true so now you've touched on it actually manifestation Yes. Um, what are good crystals for people that are on a manifestation journey for them to work with? Are there specific crystals that you'd recommend? Um, well, it depends what you want to manifest. I mean, the most common that I'll get asked for is for manifesting wealth. 
Um, yeah. And that would be, you know, we, we think about wealth is often as just financial, but that can be abundance, really. It's in every area of, of your life. Mm -hmm. So um, Green Adventurine is classed as the, the luckiest of stone. That's the first one that, that comes to mind. Pyrite is, is yeah. included there. Citrine as well is um, an abundant stone. So that's not just about um, financial wealth. That's about abundance in all areas of your life. So you can amplify that with, if you want to amplify with love, you would um, pair that with some rose quartz and that could, that could be good. If it is for the money, then the pyrite would be a good one. Um, again, with the citrine, um, I was going to touch a little bit on on things to look out for. I'm kind of cross channeling here a little bit. With a lot of citrine on the market is actually heat treated amethyst, um, which has been sold for as citrine for such a long time that a lot of people just accept that. But when I talk about citrine, I'm talking about actual natural citrine, not the heat treated amethyst, which is when it's baked in a um, high heat oven and then it just turns from the purple to quite an orangey yellow yeah and and i think there's, there's no problem with that it's still a beautiful stone there's there's still properties in there but it's not citrine as in a natural citrine and sometimes when it's sold if it's not um disclosed that it's actually there there can be a, a little bit of a difference so when i say citrine i mean natural citrine um obsidian as well can be a good one to add to the corner um the wealth corner we've already mentioned um moldified for being transformation so that could be a really good one um for manifestation um if you're looking to manifest love then mainly um most of the pink stones as yeah. well are really good so we've got rose quartz we've got mangonel we've got um rhodochrosite they're all great ones for manifesting love um, I get asked a lot about fertility as well. That's probably this, this, the second top after the, the money manifestation. Um, and it's, I'm, all, I'm, I'm quite nervous when people ask about this because some people come to me where they've, they've never had an interest in crystals before and they've kind of, you know, they've, they've really struggled with fertility and it's almost a, a last resort. Yeah, they're desperate. Yeah, and it is. And I, I feel huge responsibility when somebody comes to me for advice on that. And, uh, I do take it very seriously and I, I would certainly never just say, oh, yes, wear this fertility bracelet and, and everything will, will be fine. But I do say I believe that they can help and I will offer the the stones that I've um, either intu intuitively would select for them personally or the ones that are more widely regarded. Um, mm -hmm. For example, um, carnelians, one that's meant to encourage um, pregnancy as well. Um, egg crystals in an egg shape as well. Um, that that's really good. You could have a, a little altar or grid set up. Uh, you can get the, the, the phallic <laughs> symbols as well that you, you can add there in, in crystal form or the goddess as well. And you can actually get the carvings of a, a pregnant goddess that a lot of people would like to use on oh, wow. altar, um, which are really beautiful. Um, moonstone's really good for hormon hormonal balance. Um, so that can, can help as well. Um, and the smoky quartz as well. I've... Um, when I've oh, I love smoky quartz. The fertility hair. I love a smoky quartz as well. It's um, re really lovely. I, I use smoky quartz a lot in, in grids and things around the house just because I find it really beautiful, especially if there's little rainbows in. You kind oh. of pieces for, for eight. I've got a gorgeous flame and it's got quite a few rainbows in and I swear every time I look at it, I see a new one. <laughs> oh, lovely. Lovely. So now you've touched on it grids and stuff so i've done what have i done by i've put malachite and rose quartz by my front door because i don't want energies coming into my house so i've put the malachite there to trap the energy and then the rose quartz to kind of balance out the power of the malachite i don't know if that's right i've just i've just done it i just i oh, saw something i was like well, that sounds okay yeah you can do whatever and they're a great combination together um, I use, I really love um, black tourmaline and obsidian. So I tend to use those a lot for protection. Also, um, hematite's a good one to keep by your front door. Oh, okay. What I've personally used, I use obsidian next to the um, entranceways to my house. And I just have a piece. Some of the pieces I've got, they're, they're maybe not the most beautiful to look at. And I have them wrapped in um, black silk and just have them hanging. So I have that and I have some hematite as well, just to help cleanse those energies. And what else have I got? I have amber hanging, <laughs> which, which is 
yeah, I have amber hanging from from the porch roof. Um, so when the when the children um, come in and out of the house, you have to st um, when they start to take their shoes on and off, they're directly under that amber, and that'll just um, you know just I feel like it's just showering them in in joy and love and just giving them like a really nice little boost. A little um, I guess that when we talk about the stones and minerals, obviously um, the amber is the fossilized fossilized tree resin, so it's not it's not technically a crystal or anything, but I would still categorize that within. Um, healing benefits of that mm -hmm. um, what else I've got the outside of my house gridded actually buried in the earth at the four points I have some black obsidian um, as a protection for the whole grid and then on the inside walls I have another piece and when, when we make grids what we, we tend to do is we'll, we'll, well what, what we should do is have a center or a keystone so that can be a piece you can just use some clear quartz to amplify um, selenite or just any piece that you see fitting. So if I did a, a love grid, I would probably use rose quartz um, and to connect. So we would cleanse all of our crystals. We would create our grid and then we would activate it. So that would be by touching from the outside, going clockwise from the outside into the center, connecting each stone. Wow. Um, and again, setting the intention of, of what you're wanting that grid to do. So um, so when you say grid, is it just in a square and then a stone in the middle? How does what does a grid look like? It can be and you don't even need to have a, an actual grid base. I mean, traditionally, it would be um, there would be a pattern of sacred geometry. So mm -hmm. you would see the different patterned grids that you, that you may have seen on online um, or it would be a tree of life. It can be a heart shape. It can be, or like I say, on on larger scale grids, I've got it around the house, so there is no physical um, thing that I've put down. I've just created a grid in, like, as a map in my mind of where my central stone is at the centre part of the house, and then to the outside. Yeah. But I do love an, an actual physical grid as well, like a usually just like MDF um, little boards with the sacred geometry on. Um, so. It's so mind blowing, isn't it? Like there's so much. Like, you talk about this with such grace and ease, and you're speaking to me, and I'm like, oh my god, I want, I want to grid my house. <laughs> How do I do that? And I have so I have I have quite a few throughout the house. I have like I say, the whole house gridded. I have just crystals strategically placed, and then I have a, um, a love grid that I like in my bedroom as well. Mm. I have on my altar. I have a protection grid that I made that is to protect the children when they were away from home. Um, mm -hmm. And I believe that that protection energy travels with them as well. Yeah. So, uh, you can, you know, but people can use them in any, you can have them in the main, you know, in the, in the kitchen, if that's your main family area, if you're looking for, just to bring joy into the home, they can be made with any of the stones, with any intention. Um, and it's, well, the stones used, they don't have to be perfect stones. They don't have to be all the same size. They can be whatever that, that you have to use because it's the intention that's um, going to make the difference, not the, the shape of the stone that, that when you're setting out the grid. Um, but I, I, love a, I love a grid. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be looking at this later. I'm going to be like, yeah, right, I want to I mean, grid I'm, my house. You're not an expert on it. And like I say, I'm, I very much use my, um, my own intuition on it and what I feel is right and, and what I enjoy doing I enjoy making them up for people who'll um people will message me and just say can you help me with a grid for um communication with my loved one and I'll you know I'll put some ideas forward and, and make some grids and it's something that's really enjoyable to do um just because they look so pretty as well <laughs> yeah they do look pretty they do look pretty I just think wow like I'm when you say that it comes from intuition I think I love that because it makes it really authentic and it's just, I don't know, it's like it comes from heart, it's like it comes from source almost, you know, which kind of makes it very special. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can you can gain, you can get guidance of ideas and certainly when you're just learning how, how to make them and certain if you need to check, um, you know, if, if it's a certain shape that you're looking for or, or or something like that but certainly using your own intuition just I think because of the feeling that puts so much more into it it's going to be so much more powerful mm, I agree I completely agree with you I love doing like now I'm going out and I'm meeting people and I just I say stuff to them sometimes and they're like why did you say that I was like I don't know my intuition just told me I had to and it will mean something to them you know and I haven't got a bloody clue I'm just like oh well I don't yeah. know it was just but it and kind of 
feels more real. Absolutely. And I think the more that happens, the more you learn to trust it. And that's that's really it's getting the confidence to be able to speak and to, and to channel that as well, to, to be able to pass on any messages that you have for people or or just beneficial comments that you can give them a little bit of guidance as well. And also yeah. not, not just for other people personally as well. I think being able to to be able to trust and being able to differentiate between intuition and what is negative self-talk as well. So learning to listen to what voice you hear, what to go with. And what yeah. I think that's really important and it'll help you develop massively as well, being able to, to learn the difference between those two and being able to trust that it's, it's trust the feeling rather than the voice sort of thing, you know? It's um, it, it's certainly an area that I'm working on. It's something that I'm working on at the moment as well because I find the ego creeps in there too. Oh, and yes. I'm like, oh, what, what is this? And you're right, actually. Like, that's just, you've given me an aha moment, actually, there. <laughs> you, you have, because you're so right. When it's intuition, it comes with a completely different feeling, doesn't it? Yeah. Yes. When it's that higher self, it feels different. And take um, time to, to recognise that and, and kind of bank that feeling to remember it, to go. So you can call upon that again, I think, is the key to it to recognise in it, to remember it, to be able to call upon it. Definitely. That's my work. Yeah, but I, I completely agree with you. That's why you've literally just given me a whole aha moment. And, and that's going to make my practices so much easier when it comes to listening to that, you know, your internal sat-nav. It's just going to make it so yeah. much easier. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. Before we go, because I cannot believe, and I could speak to you, for so much longer I just love I love crystals yeah. you're so easy to talk to but I'm looking at the time I'm like oh bless her I've had an hour of her time this morning oh, um realize wow <laughs> yeah I know it's how easy is it how easy is it there's one more question that I want to ask you before you go and then um will close but um okay is there anything I am desperately and one of my friends has said to me stop trying to desperately do it because then it won't happen I really am trying to open up my third eye. Right. What crystals can I use to help me do this? Apophyllite is the first one that comes to mind Ooh. for you. Um, I, don't, I don't know if you have any or you've worked with apophyllite. I don't. Um, I don't have any. I'll have to get some from you. Yeah, that's the, <laughs> the, the first um, one. And actually, i tell you what might be really good for you as well. Have you got any lapis? Lapis is Yes. For, for, but specifically use it for dream work? I don't, but but do specifically on your. I find I use it a lot for dream work, and I find that um, it it really helps. And I get I've always dreams have always been my thing, but I do get a lot of messages there. And I think for you in particular, knowing your journey, that that might be beneficial. So that's my my recommendation. That's my crystal prescription for you. Some. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, my darling. Thank you. You are very welcome. So before we go, and I did touch on it earlier on that you're moving your, you've gone part time in your nine to five, nine to five, and I am so proud of you because it's oh, such a bold you. step to do, and um, I love it when people start following what their heart is telling them that they should be doing. I just love it, so I'm super proud. Oh, is there, is, is there anything new coming up for Katie other than obviously like the massive leaps of? going from the nine to five to the side hustle like like that's not big enough but is there anything else that you're thinking oh, I might try this might try that is there, is there anything that you want us to know um oh now I am on the spot with that one I think I'm just looking now more to to dedicate more of my time um to the crystals just to be able to to spread that to spread the awareness of the benefits I believe they can bring um, yeah. put the business there I'm hoping to start um, my Reiki healing courses um, oh, that's something that I've wanted to do for a long time um, and I haven't had any official training although I believe that I have <laughs> I have helped with healing in, in, in lots of ways so I'm going to go down that route a little bit I'm excited. That's something I'm really. I, I don't know if I'll do it as a um, as part of the practice within Dolly Daydreams, but just for personal development, it's something I've really wanted to do. So, so that's the next big thing for me. Oh, good. Oh, I can't wait to see the rest of your journey. And like, we're in contact anyway. Like, we message yeah. each other quite frequently, don't we? But yeah. it has been such a pleasure oh, to have your time today. Yeah, thank you so much for asking me to to come and chat today. I, I really do appreciate, it and it's been lovely.
Oh, you're so welcome and much love. And I will um, speak to you soon. Take care. Bye. Okay, bye. Tribe Raising the Vibe with Tia will be aired twice a week on Wednesdays and Sundays. Not only will I be sharing my passion about self-development, I'll be sharing stories, I will interview experts in the field of self-development, hold interactive Q&A sessions from our tribe. My hope is to share my passion and build a community that will support one another through their self-development journey. Find me on any social network platform at The Tribe Raising the Vibe. Make sure you subscribe, rate and comment on any podcast app.